You're listening to DraftKings Network. segment we talk about so much we talk about the women's national team we talk about the men's national team gold cup a little bit of uh, everything oh my god we also have an unboxing we have a lot of unboxings and uh, and we have defectings uh, that's right <laughs> and we talk about my new tattoos <laughs> uh and in the second segment we are joined by meg linehan of the athletic who is currently in paris and is skyping in to talk to us about everything that's going on at the women's world cup uh we talk about all the drama all the goals uh, all the baguettes all the baguettes so Okay, uh, so all this and more today on the Cooligans. Hey, this is Alexi Lawless. There is nobody in U.S. soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby! Yes! Let's go! Let's do this. I'm hyped up. Woo! Let's go. Yeah, you know, the BT Wars were lit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the baby came out. The baby, little baby was there, too. Little baby and the baby were there, confusing everybody. <laughs> okay. You know, they sound alike. Uh, no, they don't really sound alike. No, one's from North Carolina, one's from Atlanta. Yeah, but it's just like, really? to us, To us Northerners, y'all sound alike. But uh, to them, they yeah. don't like, it's completely two different exactly. languages. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're like 40 miles away from each how, other. How could we possibly? <laughs> My cousins live up there and i see them every week how can we possibly sound the same uh yes welcome to the show everyone hello uh, welcome to our hip-hop review that's right we're, we're going in a different direction <laughs> that's right <laughs> stay in gully not about soccer no, of course we're a soccer podcast <laughs> welcome to skirt skirt with christian alexis <laughs> welcome to the show everybody my name is christian polanco and my name is alexis guerrero oh, we are your favorite stand-up comedians out here at the top of Madison Square Garden. That's right, on stage 17 of the OG Podcast Network. That's right, who hosts the funniest soccer podcast that you have ever listened to. It absolutely is. It is not only that, though, Alexis. What else is it? It's also the official unboxing episode. (laughs) It's the gulliest, but also... (laughs) Yes, okay. We we are the gulliest soccer (laughs) podcast in the world, but now we've officially become... Doing unboxing is is quite gully, okay? And now it's getting to a point where we're getting bombarded... I think people are sending us stuff just to hear us unbox <laughs> stuff. They are so fascinated by hearing unboxings. They don't even want to watch them. <laughs> they don't want to watch it. They'll see it on Instagram, right? We put them on, on Instagram. But for the most part, people just keep sending us people stuff. People just keep sending us so many things, uh, and we appreciate all the illustrious gifts. That, so that- for everyone who said we sold out, no, we didn't. Because we're not accepting money, we're just accepting <laughs> gifts. <laughs> okay, it's, uh, but we will gladly sell out, right, Christian? <laughs> Without a doubt. Okay, hell uh, yeah. Bribes are welcome. Absolutely, <laughs> almost more than conversation <laughs> or friendship. <laughs> okay, we learned it from watching FIFA. Okay, yeah, yeah. we didn't. We didn't come up. We didn't invent this. Oh, we can't be out here set blattering <laughs> a little bit. Okay, Jack Wagnering. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you know this. 
this, but Sepplatter adopted us. Yeah, okay. that's right. Yo, you think Christian shouldn't have an apartment just for his cats? <laughs> okay, well then you're gonna have to talk to my dad. Okay, have some respect. All right, and keep in mind that I call him dad. Now. Yeah, <laughs> Sep R.I.P. Chuck Blazer. Okay, uh, he does have a tattoo of Chuck Blazer on his chest. <laughs> Hell so yeah, uh, I got it. You gotta show respect to the OGs. <laughs> and I, I use my, I use my, I shave my stomach hair. <laughs> In it just to his beard. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. We Act get, like I won't. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we get this imagery of your body. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's, what this, <laughs> that's what this show's been missing yeah. for so long. Yeah, it's just a full visualization <laughs> of what I look like under my clothing. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're thrilled uh, about today because uh, we have a, a bunch of stuff to talk about. We have things to open. We got great guests. <laughs> we have great guests. Meg Linhan uh, is here from The Athletic. She flew in from France. From France. And just then, to be and then she's going back. All right. She took a, a Uber plane. The Concord. Remember that? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Who had that? So that was some people. I th- think th- it was Concord Air. <laughs> no, I don't know. Was it Virgin Airlines? I, I can't don't remember. Know. I forgot. Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, but right. uh, she uh, Skypes in and joins us to talk about uh, the Women's World Cup and everything that's going on over there. Uh, and we have What's great- the Tesla plane coming out? When's the Tesla plane coming? Yeah, out? why isn't Tesla I don't know. have a plane? When Elon now. Musk stop smoking weed on yeah. Joe Rogan's show, <laughs> yeah, I yo, think. he's getting musky in here. We're trying to get a, a Tesla Airlines going. Have you heard about the Uber helicopter? No, there, there's been uh, so remember the, the, the we had the the helico- helicopter crash uh, like last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, on the rooftop, on the, one of the rooftops here in New York, uh, and apparently this uh, has made it a bit more challenging because Uber was trying to introduce an Uber helicopter, and now because of the crash, they're trying to introduce more regulations that would not allow Uber helicopter to exist. So that's right, everybody out there who just has a helicopter sitting in their backyard, <laughs> sign up as an Uber pilot and yeah. start making a little bit. Of money on the weekends. Yeah, you know how it is. Pay for the, that kid's tuition. Because you spent all the money on the helicopter yeah. that you can't even fly around the city. Yeah, Toyota's like, yo, let's put out a Camry helicopter. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, so that was a, that's a real thing. I don't know. Yo, yeah. we get to be like Magnum P.I. You remember that show? I do remember that they show. They used to show I, the repeats I, when I was a kid. I, I, I'm I like, imagine Look at this. most of our listeners do not know. Well, they maybe they to, know the, the movie Magnum P.I. They know the movie. movie. When yeah. I was a kid, they showed the repeats, and it was clearly like 10 years old at that point because mm-hmm. I'm like yo these dudes are dressing funky you know <laughs> but they the dude just had a glory Tom Selleck right is that his name uh yeah it was Tom Selleck right I had a glorious mustache I was like yo I'm gonna look like that when I'm older and then I realized nah that's a porn star <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah I'm glad uh, you didn't get into porn as well but, especially well, with that, that shaved <laughs> stomach beard that you had I mean clearly <laughs> the requests are out there but I respect myself and my family too much to put them through that you okay know? I mean look I It'd be, it would it would have been the first time he brought money to the household. That's absolutely <laughs> sure. That would have been much. <laughs> Not much, but you know what? There's a niche for everybody. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Look, there's a bunch of search terms for everything, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, we we are excited uh, about the show. So we uh, uh, where should we start? Because we have a lot. Of, not only do we have a lot of soccer to talk about, we have announcements to make, and I think we should start with uh, the the 
a big announcement uh, that's happening uh, in a month. That right? I'm getting a Jack Wagner tattoo on my back. Are <laughs> <laughs> you, you getting a what? A Jack Wagner tattoo on oh, my back. Oh, that a CONCACAF guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was like a, a, a sex move. No, <laughs> no, no. Fine, I'll get it on my lower back. Does that help everybody? <laughs> You've been Wagner. Oh, look at that. <laughs> now go clean up. Yeah, my wife's like, why are you taking a poop facing the other way on the toilet seat? So you can see the Jack Wagner. <laughs> yeah, okay, so let's uh, announce the, the big news. Uh, we, we had been teasing this uh, for a couple weeks, but we can officially announce uh, we will. Which is how you do a Jack Wagner. You got to tease for a couple <laughs> weeks. Sorry, this is not going to go away. <laughs> we are going to D.C. That's right. We're going to be doing a show. At Audi Field. At Audi Field. What? I, I can't even believe I'm saying these They're words. They're allowing us <laughs> to hold microphones <laughs> so, at Audi Field. So we're going to be hosting a show, and we are going to be pairing again. Once again, we're bringing our our favorite slash arch nemesis <laughs> podcast. To, uh, so it's going to be a, a live podcast slash fight uh, with, with Total Soccer Show. That's right. One of them is weakened recently. <laughs> All right. We think we have a shot this time. I, I think we got a chance. <laughs> Taylor going to take us both out. So we're, we're going on the road again. It's going to be Cooligans and Total Soccer Show back at it. That's we're right. We're going to be at DC. Yeah, this is going to be amazing. We're going to do a live show. So we're going to be, uh, you know, there's going to be players. There's going to be us. There's going to be uh, some uh, special guests. That's uh, right. Uh, the, we're all, we're sorting out all the stuff right now. Just but know you need to be you there. Need to be there. So it's the, the show is happening July 13th um, uh, at Audi Field. This is going to literally be, inside. Like we're literally. not we're not we're not doing it outside of Audi Field because they won't let us. I in. know it sounds like uh, like uh, like a Nigerian scam that we're trying <laughs> yeah, to tell yeah. you right now. No, my cousin, <laughs> you just need to send me some of the money. No, I promise you, we're we're working with, <laughs> with yeah, DC, DC United. Like, hey, I like you how got, we have to like we have to convince because, you that it's not a scam because people are like, there's no way, there's, there's no, no way. chance someone's giving you. The Giving us the keys to how they feel. We go do whatever we want. No, they're letting you do. It. We're going to do it in in one of the event spaces in there. Exactly. This is just an absolute honor. Yeah, it's uh, it's us in Total Soccer Show and some amazing guests. Yeah, it's going to be dope. So more details will be coming out. Uh, but you can get tickets right now. Go to soccercooligans.com uh, and you'll see the link right out there on our menu uh, and get tickets right away because they will go quickly. They so. will go very quickly. And if you are a Gully Squad member, uh, reach out to us. Send us a message. Um, if you live in the DC area and you want to go to this, yeah, um, and because you're yeah. comp, you're comp. DC uh, Gully Squad members uh, will take care you're of you. You're getting in there. You're getting in there. So, uh, and that's one of the perks of being in in, uh, in Gully Squad. So, come on, join Gully Squad right now if you happen to be in the DC area. Yeah, get in there. Come on now. Okay. So, uh, we're, so we're super super thrilled about this. Uh, so make sure you get tickets uh, right now. Go to soccercooligans.com. Uh, DC United are going to be DC United players. Uh, it's going to it's going to be legit. We can't confirm who it yeah, is. Yeah. Yet. We can't announce, but uh, just know you got to be there. Exactly. So uh, we're we're absolutely thrilled. So uh, Christian and Alexis and Total Soccer Show are hosting an event <laughs> inside, inside, in, indoors, not, not in the parking lot. We're not going to be like where they initially the suggested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, "How about you guys just do it near the fence?" And we're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> uh, no, we're going to be indoors. Right inside. now, our fans are thinking, "What compromising photos do the Cooligans have <laughs> of the front office staff?" We're not going to tell you how we got it. I'm just saying, you want to be at the gulliest show in all of DC, and I understand how loaded of a question of a statement that might just be. Yeah, you got to be. You guys just got to be there. You got to 
stop asking questions. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. Leave your phones <laughs> at home. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so make sure you get those tickets. And we're trying to make this huge. We're trying to make this big. So yeah, you it, gotta be there. It's gonna be dope. It, it, we're, this this should be. The Why don't we tell them the date? Because we haven't said the date. I did yet. say the date. Oh, July thirteenth. July thirteenth. Okay. Uh, so we're so we're getting all the uh, details sorted out, but we wanted to make sure that uh, especially people in the DC area, especially the supporters, too. the supporters, screaming eagles, blah, 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 everybody. We want everybody. All to of come, y'all, whoever. Come I don't know what you know. Anyone, you know. <laughs> all of y'all come through. Uh, it's gonna be super super cool. So uh, all right, so let's uh, let's uh, w- w- let's start the show the way we normally start the show, uh, showing love to people who show love to us. Absolutely. And we are currently at four hundred and ninety eight reviews. We are so close. Two more. And boom, we hit 500. Okay? 500. So uh, we're uh, uh, tr- just trying to get there. So help us get there. Um, okay, so I wanted to read this review uh, from, uh, I mean, there's a couple that, that I really want to, I'll just, I'll just. You read. guys are making it really hard for us to choose yeah, they're, reviews they're, to I, read. I, 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 there's a lot of, to this show, so I, I want to I go through a, a quick one. This one uh, is from 1MNOP. Oh, I love this one. Uh, one. So one M- MNOP one, and then the subject says gully and got five stars. And then he goes, gully. This is, this is, this is the, the review. Gully. Enough said. Yeah. Boom. That's it. In, and, mean- out, in and out. That's how easy <laughs> yeah. it is. You know how some people are like, I don't know what to write in. This, right there. That's it. Poetry. You, uh, you know what I love is that that's the one that's highlighted on your phone when you go to our page. Because oh, that's, that's the most recent one. That's the most recent one. But I love someone who's like, let me see what this show's all about. <laughs> Gully. Gully and Hubsed. You know what? I think I will listen gonna, to it. I'm going to tune into this. This makes complete sense to me as a soccer fan. So thank you. <laughs> I like this one. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> this is from Nestor Valle. Uh, gave us five stars, but he said, shouts to me for writing the most only six star review for the best soccer podcast out there. I give the extra star because the fact that they don't rock suits, sports jackets while recording. Now some we don't. And then he gave us six stars. He wrote six, he, emoji, he, stars. six emoji stars. So we'll take it. All right. So some people are really going out of their way yeah. to give more st- stars than the allotted, you know, just What's five. What's than that? There's nothing <laughs> gullier than that. Shouts to you, Nestor. Ne- Nestor's like, rules? Yeah. How many stars? No, 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 no. We're doing a little bit more. We're going to yeah. do some extra stars. And shouts to Patrick Stan who said, uh, you better bring out that sad uh, trombone <laughs> again because Gulwa has been taking so many L's. <laughs> There's not enough room for these L's, okay? We're at negative 21. Well, a, se- a seven upside down is also an L. <laughs> okay, so. that hurt. That hurt. I'm not going to lie to you. We have taken the most amount of L's possible, but I will say, so it is a bam, 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 <laughs> It is that, but... Four players are defected. So, bam, 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 bam. Okay, they're having a little bit of fun in America now. Yeah, baby. Uh, <laughs> Calling up Ozzy, Alonzo. Yo, can I stay with you, my guy? I'll make the cafecitos. So, um, all right. So, let's let's start the show there with the Gold Cup. And, and, and you know, a lot of people may not be watching some of these. Uh, there's too, too much soccer happening. There's a, right lot, there's a lot of soccer. This is the offseason for most people. You know, if but you're not an MLS Some fan. people focus on the U.S. men's national team during the Gold Cup. But you know, I mean, Cuba's in there, so that Cuba's clearly we have there. we have a, a, a larger priority yeah. right now. Uh, and also, I know Cuba Sal 
One one nil against Honduras. Look, let me just. Get, I don't even know why. Can you, we take over that? For I think one that's disrespectful to them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're their own country. Also, somebody pronounced it on the thing Curacao. Is just, that how it's supposed no, to be? No, that's very wrong. Yeah, I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Curacao. It, it's clear it has the little little line under the, the C. Little, it makes it look like a little baby G. <laughs> baby G, you saw him at the BT yeah, Awards. Know, he was one of yeah. my favorites. What a best. <laughs> I mean, rode it on a horse. I mean, shouts to him. You know, it's weird. I was watching the BT awards and uh I, and uh my girlfriend had family over and uh they're all white people right uh and which it, yeah she's white so you would expect <laughs> so, the family to be sure uh but it was weird how uh, they had never really watched the bt awards before and it was funny you don't say it was a group but, of white people <laughs> but it was funny uh seeing them re like just seeing white people watch the bt awards <laughs> i mean which could be its own show that, that's probably a youtube <laughs> uh channel of reactions white people's reactions yeah and it was like and it, it was Phil just a bunch of women with Oakleys on the phone with the cops. <laughs> I don't know. I think they might be grilling. <laughs> but it was funny, sort of seeing them sort of like react to uh, to black excellence because that's what the show is. The BT Awards yeah. are, are the 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 time to show black achievement and black ex- excellence and all this stuff. And it was. It, it, Do they keep looking at you? Like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> why are you in there? The cool guy's pretty great. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> it's so. It, it's like they they. A, uh, a like a visceral sort of reaction to it, as opposed to being like, "Oh, this is cool." It was yeah. like, uh, they, uh, they, they were joking about this, but it was like a little bit of like, it, it's weird to have uh, like we couldn't do a white entertainment show, which is like, why is that? Is not the issue. Every, no, yeah, it's called the Country Music Awards. <laughs> what are you talking it's about? It's called every other show, every yeah. other award show, Country Music Awards. <laughs> it just it, there's it, like two people, two black people per decade. It's amazing to <laughs> me it. how when when uh, when like people. People of color do a thing that's only for people of color. White people feel attacked. Yeah. They're like, what is... <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> How am I excluded from this thing? Again, I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> for, for not getting the e-bite. Yeah, how dare I? <laughs> Fascinating. Uh, but but yes, it was a, it was actually a very good show, uh, the B2. I usually don't... I usually watch like the highlights, but I was like, yeah. watch it. Like, I mean, I, f- I was on Twitter during most of it, it and I felt fun, like yeah. I watched the whole thing. Yo, Tyler Perry was uh, dropping bars. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, this Lil Nas X, they had came in with wait, wait, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus at the BET Awards. He has been accepted by the black community. Remember the, uh, Dave Chappelle had the uh, racial draft? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> we didn't think it we, was going to make we're it. We're going to trade Miley for Billy Ray. <laughs> yeah, Miley goes back. <laughs> Billy Ray, you're in. So what I love about that is they gave Lil Nas X such an issue about being on the country charts. They took him out of a lot of country charts. Yeah. Here's Billy Ray Cyrus going, I will go to the, we'll go to the other side. Yeah, now. and now they have the most popular song in the country popping and he just put out a new single called panini that's right and he stole a piece of it from uh sampled from uh what this is okay you always have this issue they sample and you think they steal you know that they pay them for that yeah i know but here's the thing it's it's to me it's like you know he took something from another song it's like yo do something a little bit creative because he's a twitter dude that's my problem with it he's a dude from twitter who's now he's not a a prolific rapper by no but i'm like you gotta like there's nas and there's a little nas Nas, Nas. very different pretty much pretty (laughs) much gap i don't mind the whole steal look sampling is awesome that's my era that i love right but i'm just saying like you got to kind of prove you know how to be a rapper now you had a Monster hit. To who? Who do you got to prove it to? To me. <laughs> to the Gully Soccer Podcast. not even nearly a requirement anymore. You have anymore. no idea the willpower I have 
not opening these boxes right now. <laughs> Let's talk about soccer again. Yes. And discuss. Curacao. No. <laughs> no, let's talk about uh, Cuba, right? So uh, they lost. Why are we talking about they? They took. They lost. They lost terribly. Yes. Every step of the way. But they lost to Canada. I, a lot of people do not. What do you? Is that like you? No, say like that's that embarrassing. Last, how dare we? <laughs> no, they're friends with Goa. They're fine. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. No. I mean, they were just losing everybody. Okay. Okay. So that's. I think a lot of people don't really know about this. That's why I really want, I want to talk well, about. Also, it. And we should with, probably should highlight with it. a Cuban person, Let's right? Not talk about so it. Cuba. How's Dominican Republic doing in the Gold Cup? All right. They all their players are still. Uh, part of their country. I know okay. that. <laughs> well, maybe they shouldn't be. <laughs> but I believe David Ortiz wants to, <laughs> wants to defect. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, leave the girl. <laughs> so Cuba played in two games so far, but already. Uh, and this is. Did this, you hear uh, <laughs> Paul Versi's bit about? Uh, I did hear yeah. uh, about <laughs> David like, Ortiz. He's been, all right. Sorry. Watch, look up Paul Verzi. He's a very funny no, comedian. No, he just says he was, ba- he was sleeping with a drug lord's girl. He's like, I'd be afraid to finger a Yonkers bookie's daughter. <laughs> I mean, I'm Dominican, so that's offensive. Yeah. So do not talk about David Ortiz. So, Paul, we're going to have a yeah. problem going forward next time More I see like him. Big Papal. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, the uh, so Cuba did playing two games, but already uh, in their terrible, terrible losses, uh, they lost to uh, they lost to Mexico. Mexico. Se- Atunia just destroyed them. Uh, I think that was 7-0. A- Antuna. You're talking about Atunia. Who are you talking about? Isn't that the guy Ariel from Galaxy? Ant- Uriel Antuna. Uh, Antuna. Not right. Antuna. Whatever. Uh, anyway. I thought he had the... Uh, yeah. So, the... Um, uh, so, Cuba, in the end, both of these losses, a- after the first game, uh, they already reported that I think two or three players had defected. Right. And now we're at a total of four. So it seems like the because group- they're embarrassed by the losses. It's got nothing to do with socioeconomics, <laughs> so, social political. So this is a, a very common thing. If you do not follow uh, CONCACAF much, Cuba, they have a decent soccer team and they make it into the, go- they've been, uh, this, I think this is like the 10th or 11th time in the gold cup. And uh, this tends to happen. And this tends to happen for a lot of baseball players that play games in like Mexico. Yeah. As uh, soon as they get, as leave soon as the country, they, as soon as they leave the country, they, they, they tying de- together bed sheets. <laughs> <laughs> they defect. Uh, I mean, Yasiel Puig had, was uh, famously had this story like going to Mexico uh, off from a, I think from a trip, like from a baseball trip. And then he right. ended up taking a boat to and getting to Mexico. Uh, so they defect and they apply the Alonzo defect. Uh, yeah. They, they defect and they, they apply for asylum and Cuba. See, this is what was interesting ever since, um, the U S uh, during the Obama years when they sort of, uh, rectified or, or, or had some, uh, like they a, started to normalize, uh, communication yes but that that did this didn't apply for any immigration status or people they can't uh well i think they took out the web foot dry foot which is like the moment you touch american land you're automatically political asylum so now you have to apply for it okay so now yeah. it's just like paperwork but yeah. it, it's still that you still, cuban still have the, papel, <laughs> but cubans still have the option i think so i'm i'm not 100 percent sure on it when it comes to defecting from a sports team so it, but it is kind of wild right because you you come into a tournament with a with your teammates and so they, they lost three nil to martinique i mean <laughs> you know they're not even trying to play <laughs> they're just like how about this one yeah lost- they lost seven nil to mexico Three nil to Martinique, and then they lost six nil to Canada. Yeah. So, uh, but at this point, they they don't have seven nil to Canada. They don't Jesus. have enough 
I mean, it, it, not only is it demoralizing. I think all the goalkeepers might have defected. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what What is this? Uh, what What could a Cuban, like, who wants to be a Cuban coach or player or like. You, this, Forget all of that. Here's why I wanted them to be in the Gold Cup. So they could defect. That's literally this, this is them winning the trophy. That's fine. The confetti goes up every time a player <laughs> leaves the hotel and no one chases them. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Defect. Please get a meal. Find out what seasoning tastes like, you know, learn what toilet paper feels like. You know, I'm sure some of them are just happy to be in the hotel. There's like, Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Air conditioning. Okay. You know, who cares? Go run. Hopefully you can get your family out of there. Hopefully enough people do this where they have to change because there's no one left living in Cuba besides the politicians and no one's there to make money for them. Hopefully. Uh, okay. And then we could just get, you know, my family could be normal and everyone could just be normal. We could travel back and forth. And maybe before I'm 90 years old, I can finally just travel there without having to lie and say I'm Dominican or Canadian or something else. Yo, nobody's going to believe you Dominican. You gotta come up with hey, some, some, some <laughs> You gotta come up with some other Latino. Nobody's yeah. <laughs> gonna buy it. What part of the Dominican Republic? Havana. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> you never been? <laughs> you just don't travel like I travel. <laughs> I mean shit. All types of stamps on my passport. <laughs> so uh, so it, it, that is basically the scenario and, uh, yeah, Cuba, whenever, that's why I wanted the Dominican Republic to get in there. Oh, so the Cubans would have to stay. <laughs> you racist. <laughs> okay. Because though they could have, they could feel the full team. That's yeah. why. Cause Cuba can't right now. We started with a full team. <laughs> okay. But they just, well, anyway, shouts to all the Cubans who defected, baby. Okay. We'll see you in MLS soon. dog. Hell yeah. Yo, Charleston batteries line up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's, uh, some of the other, uh, gold cup games and obviously, see the, the the last match um uh between uh US uh and Trinidad it was the the the, the revenge the rematch which is perfect cuz everyone knows as soon as you win this you get to go to world cup sign boom that's how <laughs> that's how it works that's how it works uh, the gold cup that's how that's <laughs> retribution <laughs> no nah, man uh it was it was nice to see the US men's national team get a result that Play with this passion that you don't see very often, at least not in the last few since. Yeah, the, the first half wasn't like they weren't amazing per se. Dude, they scored six nil, right? The score was six nil. Yep. They didn't score until the 40th minute. Yes, the, the goal from Aaron Long. Uh, but I had it from a defender and that, but that opened the floodgates. Exactly. But the the they, they, I, I had I mentioned it on Twitter as well, like that. Uh, seeing the U.S. Men's National Team do well is like it's it's just as uncomfortable as when they do poorly, right? You're it, it's it's almost like the you you don't want to trust it, you know? Like this is uh what is this uh, Schadenfreude or something? Schadenfreude? Schadenfreude? <laughs> something like that? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Where did that come from? But like like it, it's it feels phony. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that's what that sort. I'm because you think the, it's not sustainable. Not that it's not sustainable, but I, I haven't seen it, sus- seen it sustained where it makes me feel like, oh, there's going to do. You know, you can't be like this. You're like you're like a girlfriend or a wife, like at least from my experience, who's like, oh, now you're going to do the dishes. Oh, all of a sudden you're like, I'm doing something nice. Oh, look, oh, you're cleaning up your stuff, right? What? Just what? You have friends coming over, maybe? Like, you know what I mean? Like there's an ulterior motive here? Sure. Yeah. I'm not, you know, the men's national team is not, uh, you know, touching me the way I want to be touched. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm a jilted lover, <laughs> men's national team. You're going to make me go to Canadian national team. <laughs> I see what's happening in Cuba. <laughs> I think that's going to happen to us. No, it's just like, if they would have won this game 1-0, 2-0, 
it, it, it would have still felt almost like a loss. It wouldn't, st- it wouldn't have felt like retribution, but they won by six. They, sh- they should have won by six. But it, all this it, made me feel was like, oh, you couldn't even score one that wouldn't matter. Exactly. You know? it's, That's it, how it feels. It's very frustrating. And, it was, and, and Trinidad basically was a very similar team from the one uh, in 2017. Yeah. So uh, you would. But I think the big difference is. Obviously, a new coach, a new system. Zarda's looking unbeatable uh, up front. But I think, honestly, a big part of it was Christian Pulisic coming in and saying, like, yo, he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's got that $72 million contract he needs to prove. He's a year or two older now. Like, you know what I mean? He's a bit more mature in that sense. Like, I kind of feel like this is good. This is like we he needed this to, to so we could see this player. I agree. He's out here bodying dudes, man. He's like he's nutmegging everybody this is what you want to see. Exactly. And and he has to be he is he is he is the best player. He is he is playing for Chelsea. He's the leader of the team. Now that's it. Like whether, uh, uh, you know, I don't yeah, know. Michael Bradley could be like the general on the field. You play for Chelsea, 72, 73 million. You're the best player. That's Son, it. Son, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You what. don't have an option now to be like, oh, look how good he is. You better be. Exactly. Exactly. So, and you sort of did see that even though he wasn't, you know, he didn't score till later, but uh, when Trinidad basically just had nothing, not, nothing left in the tank, but it, they're, they're just that, I don't even know if it's necessarily leadership, but like, yeah, they're like, he, they, there has to be, even though he's a kid. He has to be like the, the a much more influential figure and more more of a leader. He can be he a even, kid, but he's got to be the man. Even he might have to like step on people's toes. He might have to be like, "Yo, Bradley, sit down." Yo, all right, I'm talking right now. <laughs> Yo, why don't you go put some sunblock on that skull? <laughs> okay, because it's you know what's reflecting a little too yeah. brightly, and it's hurting my eyes out there. Also, Daddy's not here, so why don't you listen <laughs> to me right now? So. Uh, uh, but I, I think the, the big shock from this game was really, uh, the brace from Jesse Zardes and just seeing him be almost hat trick, almost hat trick. I feel like the brace would mean more if he didn't miss two shots directly in the same run of play. Oh, sure. Um, right after to get the hat trick. I mean, here's the thing. Everyone's like Zardes looks actually amazing. You know, Greg Berhalter, you know, picked him up for a reason. Yeah. You know, the guy at, was at Columbus. Yeah, the guy was nearly not nearly was becoming a defender in Los Angeles Galaxy. And here he is starting up top for the men's national team. What a weird world we live in. OK, but he seems to be doing well. And the one thing that I've read a bunch of other people who are smarter than me at soccer, right, which is, again, children all the way through adults. <laughs> they've all said one thing. It's like Zardes will frustrate you as a fan. But from someone who watches the game tactically, when it matters most or at certain important parts of the game, he seems to understand exactly where to be and he has good spacing and good timing. And if that, if that's all we get out of him, maybe that's not going to work against the Croatia's and against the Germany's of the world, but against Trinidad and Tobago and against some of these other countries that aren't as developed in soccer, that's good enough for me. Yeah, if that I, means he scores two easy goals, score a thousand easy goals. <laughs> yeah, dude, like just be a Frank Lampard, which is just trash, garbage yeah. goals. Banging him in off the chest <laughs> and off the, the thigh. You could create a, a low light video of Frank Lampard goals. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'll be fine if that's what you end up doing. <laughs> and that's totally fine. Because uh, even the, I think it was his. He took one off the noggin and it went in in the last game. Yeah, last game. But the, the, the goal that, um, uh, I, I don't remember which number goal it was, but the, the, the the, the the cross the header cross from uh, Nick Lima the pass it was beautiful to see Jazzy Zardes and that that awareness and movement as soon as Michael Bradley makes the pass 
Jazzy's artist is already like he's it's almost like he has like a, a homing beacon with like the ball. Like he knows exactly yeah. where to be. He knows exactly where Nick Lima will possibly put the ball. And he's no, like, oh, yeah, the wind is you know, like, you <laughs> no know, one like else. The golfers no one else moved. Up. When it was the only three people that moved when that ball was passed was Nick Lima, Bradley, Bradley and, and Zardes. Zardes. So yeah. they, it's like they were the only three that knew what was going to happen in that moment. Uh, and and uh, Trinidad was left like flat footed. So you know what it reminded me of? Remember at the 24 hour game when I scored two goals? Remember that? <laughs> you, you remember? I know that. I know. I do. I don't ever let anyone forget about it. it I, I remember I'm not really good at soccer or good at soccer. <laughs> I just love that th- there's going to be a real comparison between <laughs> Jassy Zardes' and brace national team and mine <laughs> and Alexis with Alexis. a sandwich while eating a sandwich, <laughs> a disgusting sandwich that I had. Yeah. Uh, but I remember like, I'm not that great at soccer, so I don't want to put myself in a position where somebody feels comfortable passing it to me and then me making a play. That's not going to happen. So I remember you passed it to somebody and I was like, oh, I should probably get on the other side because everyone's going to go to them because no one's going to come cover me. And then all of a sudden and the ball was at my foot. I'm like, wow, I'm open. I should probably just kick it right into this open part of the net. And it went in. I remember all that happened in a split second, but I was like, hey, technically that's good play- That's good spacing. Right? Yeah. Maybe that's how people feel about Jazzy's artists, like the way they see you on yeah. the pitch. They're like, he ain't going to do shit no, out there. Yeah. Look at him. Just he's, leave him alone. He's not fit. Yeah. He has no touch whatsoever. The hair is trash <laughs> at this point. It's been too long. Like, yeah, I mean, look. I, he I, has yeah. a beard on his stomach, a blonde one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So his grandma can see yeah, him. Yeah, so it's from the television. It's a very odd relationship. Right? Maybe she's in too close to something. But I, this is my thing. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, so I just put myself in a good position. If at the end of the day, let's say I were able to do that during games, and people are like, I don't know, man, that kid's a good score. It's like Chicharito. I don't know. He's finds all, he always finds a way to get the ball in the, in the net. Yeah. I don't care if that's, that's good enough for me. Zarnes. Okay. <laughs> you be starting the World Cup. I don't care. Yeah, he's he, he looked good. Uh, that Jazzy's artist uh, from a a uh, international uh, le- le- at the international level, he's not he's reliable but not consistent enough for people to be supportive of him getting earning that spot. But there's really he's also not realistically asked to do too there's much, no which is great. there's no one else. I mean, I'm not to say Josie Altador is probably not as you know he had injury at the beginning of the season. He's not at the level of fitness that Jazzy's artist is. But there's there, that's my big concern that there isn't a, uh, a, a any real real competition for who is going to be that number nine? Sure, there is. There's you that know was, Aaron Johansson is coming back from injury. Aaron Johansson, get out, get out of here. He, he, he might can't, be coming he out of play, is he, he, might, he could barely play. Where is he? Everett Bremen? He could barely barely. Sardis was almost a defender a year ago. Ah man, I'm just saying. Uh, look, I'm. I agree with you that there that there isn't. I, I, just the fact that you mentioned Aaron Johansson's name, but like in what, this Bobby, con- Wood? I haven't even heard of him in like a year, like two years. I feel bad for the kid. He left. <laughs> he left Iceland to come play here, and then Iceland makes it. There's a nobody that's just like, yo, that's his spot. What about Tyler Boyd? He's not. A, he's more of a winger. More of a winger, but the kid looked good. Maybe he did, he did look good, but that's, that's that's been a surprise. Well, we didn't know Tyler Boyd is from New Zealand, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he just he's like, I want to be American now. And I, and we're I, like, nah, man, you you good? <laughs> <laughs> and then we saw him score. We're like, uh, okay. yo, come right. <laughs> okay, Tyler. I know. Wow. <laughs> All right, grab his passport. Give him a blue one. Here so, we go. That's been a breath of fresh air and kind of exciting. And I, and I imagine there, that there might have been some players, probably the Bobby Woods and 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 Josh Sargent, that are like, "Yo, who's Tyler Boyd? <laughs> yeah. Why is he taking my spot?" Yo, right? he ain't nothing. He ain't even American. Oh, oh he's American now. Oh, all of a sudden. <laughs> Why? Because I'm in Germany. <laughs> How convenient. Wow. Right? When I'm not looking. So, I, Tyler Boyd making the men's national 
Maxim's team probably pissed off a lot of the other players because it's like, Good. yo, who's this new kid? Who's this new kid? I've been here the entire time. Right, right, right. Like the kid, the new kid in school, all of a sudden he's getting votes for, you know, but homecoming prom- king. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? Okay. Y'all didn't even know who he was three months ago. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm out here looking good for a chubby dude. Anyway. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. Well, that's, uh, that's a little insight into my life. That's Alexis's screenplay. Yeah, yeah my one my one person show. <laughs> so the but I yeah, there is there there there's there's no comp the, the competition is still there where where you know pretty much every country has like not every country, but like a lot of countries have a a clear striker who's 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 earned that role. Like it, it feels like uh the US this this generation uh, this last generation it didn't we didn't create the you know what what did we have in like in uh, in like 2002 or two, uh, 2006 or whatever like the Landon Donovans the Clint Dempsey's uh, like uh, just up top uh, um, I, yeah, well, no, well, I have I, like Clint Mathis in my head like the, you know what I mean like yeah. there's just some people the names you all started thinking about Clint <laughs> no, Mathis but, but it's like we've had like these like that's the strike that's well, like, our strike Winaldo I mean you can go back as far as you yeah. want we have had balling scores people that you know are going to be able to put the ball in the back of the net we don't have that now but I'm actually kind of fine with that especially like Greg Berhalter plays. It's not about having a dominant uh, scoring forward. It's about giving the wingers and the midfielders an option. It's okay. almost like a false nine, you know? All right. Well, I, I, all I know is it just doesn't make me happy. That's Again, all. look, the fact that we've said Zard as his name multiple times <laughs> on this podcast, and it wasn't about joking about him being a janitor or something, <laughs> is uh, really like uh, just a show that you could change your career whenever you want. That's real growth. Real growth. Yeah. Uh, the, the, so don't give up, man. Even if you're in your 40s or something, you want to do something else, <laughs> do whatever you want, man. Okay, get a blonde streak in your hair. Anything can happen. Anything. Uh, <laughs> The uh, other results I just wanted to talk about in the Gold Cup were uh, uh, Mexico and, and Martinique, who had a, a really great game. Uh, there was that, that amazing free kick from uh, uh, Kevin uh, Persimon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and they, they they won the game three to two, but Martinique actually gave him uh, a real scare. Uh, Which at the end of the day, if you're Martinique, you're like, that's what you go out there for. You, yeah. you want to make it a close game, and they did. But overall, Mexico does look like the best team, and I, I frankly, I would be surprised if they do not win uh, this tournament because they. I'd love they to see US versus Mexico. That'd be great. It would be entertaining. Uh, and then the other uh, result that was amazing: uh, Haiti and Costa Rica. Haiti uh, at Rebel Arena. They uh, they win uh, against Costa Rica, uh, and which is that, and that everybody knows that's Costa Rica. Uh, home field, yeah, uh, <laughs> but also Haitian, Matt Haitian in Jersey. That's it. Yeah, they, it was full of Haitians. It was beautiful to Son, see. It was amazing. <laughs> I wish I was there, dude. So uh, they went two to one, and Haiti for the first time is at the top of their group. They win uh, their group and move on to the knockout stages. That path train on the way back to Brooklyn must have been lit. He, I mean, if it if it even left, because I think it became a, a party train. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> There's a bar cart on the path. <laughs> uh, but it was it was awesome to see, and Haiti has been. Been uh, uh, really, really entertaining uh, throughout this Gold Cup. They, they, we were watching them through the uh, the Concacaf Nations League games right. and stuff like that. Uh, but the, they've been uh, they've been amazing. So they, what, Derek Etienne, obviously of the New York Red Bulls, yeah. uh, leading that charge, and uh, the, the, a team that I don't think will they may not be knocked out in that first round. You know what I mean? Like in that they first could really game. they could cause some trouble, which will be fun to watch. They are a fun young team too. Exactly. Think so, of all the trouble that country's from since the the you know the um, the earthquake. 
So you're kind of happy for them. Exactly. So uh, uh, we should um, make sure to mention uh, our sponsor for today, SeatGeek. SeatGeek. The uh, best. Uh, looking out for you. Looking out for us. And if you guys want to get tickets, to even these Gold Cup games, we went uh, in 2017, we were going to uh, the Gold That's Cup. That's right. And, and, and we had used uh, SeatGeek to go to, uh, to some of the games. That's right. But if you've never used SeatGeek before, download that app right now. It's incredible. guess what? You're going to get $10 off your first order just because you listen to Cooligans. Just put the word Cooligans in there. Someone shows up. They they look at you. They show you the 10 spot. They fold it up. They put it in your pocket. They pat the pocket and they go... Buy yourself something nice. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very, it's a, it's a little elaborate. Yeah, but... It feels like a bit much. <laughs> but you know, we gotta honor their commitment to. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, a promise is a promise. <laughs> also, none of that happens, just in case. No, uh, they no you do, do get ten dollars off. Your first <laughs> you do order get ten dollars off your uh, your first uh, order. But uh, it, it is an important thing to highlight, especially during the Women's World Cup, that uh, uh, a lot more people and a lot more women are very much involved in in soccer. Uh, you know, and in. Uh, MLS fans are like almost half the fans of major league soccer are women. I mean, that's incredible. Yes. And for any sport. Exactly. And there was a, remember the um, uh, MLS and Susanna Collins did uh, that, that round table of uh, women, of in women, soccer. women in soccer that kind of highlighted that as, as well. Uh, and and uh, SeatGeek wants to honor that as well. Exactly. So make sure to, uh, so to learn more about uh, the collaboration because SeatGeek is the official ticketing sponsor of major league soccer. That's right. And they're collaborating to give, you know, honor and pay respect to uh, all the female fans. Fans of MLS. Exactly. Which is great. So uh, to learn more about the collaboration and to see uh, the female fans of MLS showing their true colors, check out SeatGeek.com slash WeFan. That's SeatGeek.com slash W-E-F-A-N. And if you want to go uh, see some soccer in person, uh, again, make sure you use the promo code Cooligans and you will get $10 off your first purchase uh, to any MLS game. So make sure you And do you know, that. they again, we've talked about this before, but they go out and find you the best possible deal. So they go across all the other websites that are selling tickets and they show you the best possible deal. So you go right on your app and if you're in a city that has an MLS team and maybe you're just not sure if uh, what you want to do you pull it up it tells you exactly what's in your area so you could go get yourself tickets to an MLS game get yourself oh, bring tickets. a friend yeah come it's on it's gonna be a nice weekend just bring a friend out. use that use that SeatGeek app for the first time you don't want to pay for your d- damn friend that you barely like you know, get don't pay the full off. price. Get ten dollars off, and you know what? You make them buy you food. And you're like, yo, I paid your <laughs> ticket. They'll never know you got ten dollars off. <laughs> exactly. All right, so uh, let's talk about um, uh, a couple, uh, some of the stuff going on uh, in uh, in France for the women's national team. Yeah, because we, we're going to come back and we're going to have to gonna talk ha- to Megan Linehan. Exactly. So we talk a lot about uh, 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 stuff going on with her and what she's covering for for the athletic and covering. How do you know that? It's like it hasn't happened yet. Uh, we're. I mean, I, I'm going to make sure I do that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I promise to ask those questions. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm not just gonna uh, t- talk to her about like you know the latest adult swim cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, let's talk about the U.S. women's national team uh, real quick. The uh, women they just beat p- Spain in quotes. <laughs> yes, I was. Uh, a little nervous. It was a two-one victory, two uh, t- two goals. Uh, a little nervous. Also had a great performance. Little, at the Little Beater. nervous. Oh my god. Oh my god. The BET Awards. Bars on that dude. Oh, first of all, just the way he shakes on stage. <laughs> you know? Yes, uh, he's Jewish. He has a lot of Jewish anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really that's his. That's like, where it comes that, out. That's his from. hook. Yeah. Uh, how to get people? Which you know, he thought he was sick before the uh, show. He thought but he had something in the throat. So you know, it was good that he. Yeah. You know. Exactly. You know. But years of therapy have uh, calmed. 
calmed him down and yeah. made him a, one of the best also rappers. CBD. CBD oil has helped him out quite a bit. <laughs> and now he's on the BT Awards. Yeah. So. Well, look at it. Anything can happen, guys, if you're over 40 and you want to do something else. It just goes to show. Zardes and Lil Nervous. Those two should be your inspiration. So the um, uh, two goals from Megan Rapinoe uh, came from penalties. Both from penalties. Uh, Which is just ice in your veins, man. That's right. It's a cold, cold woman. Okay, <laughs> yeah. she's dealt with a lot of pressure and a lot of criticism. She's like, "Yo, I got this." Exactly. I'll be I. But it was interesting because right that second goal, uh, Alex Morgan was uh, was lining up to take it, and then there was the you I'm know peanut mustard. <laughs> <laughs> she did do that. Yes, we did. Yeah, I was I, like, "Yo, that's ca- wild, disrespectful, <laughs> peanut." <laughs> Yo, that's Alex Morgan. You know, like Damn. don't maybe don't do that, but like, Can't hey, mush Alex Morgan. <laughs> but no, that did not happen. But the uh, the Alex Morgan does uh, line up, and then there there was the VAR check. There was uh, Spain doing, you know, what Spaniards do. You know, right. taking uh, siesta, <laughs> <laughs> taking a little 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 cat nap. Yeah. Away, you know, <laughs> in front of that ball, not letting her kick it. Um, but no, they they kind of was arguing with the ref and doing all the stuff to take as much time. Maybe uh, get get Alex Morgan a little nervous. That's right. And uh, uh, and it was interesting to to you see Alex Morgan. And then she was like, I, I don't know exactly what who made the switch. I, I think it was uh, from the coaches, if I'm not mistaken. They told uh, or maybe uh, they discussed it amongst themselves. But Alex was like, you know, it's, maybe I am a you know a little uncomfortable after waiting uh, sort of this long. I maybe got a little nervy, and Megan Rapino stepped up and and buried it. But. Uh, the, the, the my main take Which is also a good tactic, right? Like the goalkeeper is finding out, hey, Alex Morgan likes to be likes to kick the ball here most of the time. Blah blah yeah. blah. Last game she did this. You know all that information that they collect on these players. All of a sudden, Rapino comes up. I haven't talked to anybody about what Rapino's going to no, do. No, but Rapino took a penalty from the, the first one. Uh, yeah, so, but I mean, it changes everything. You well, know of course, I mean? of course. Yeah, because uh, even if, it might psych out the goalkeeper as well. Yeah. Right? Having a, oh, you a, try a, to ice me, I'm going to ice you. Okay. You with get, the iciest of all icy. <laughs> you got ice with a Smirnoff. Oh, <laughs> not a Lima. <laughs> so the uh, Zima, I think it was the word I was looking for, not the capital of Peru. Anyway. Oh, I, I thought you said Zima. I, I, yeah. I, I, I said Lima. Not, not surprised. <laughs> Not surprised <laughs> that I made a mistake. <laughs> First time for everything, folks. <laughs> the um, uh, my main takeaways from this game were uh, how how comfort- comfortable and confident Spain was. Uh, uh, Jennifer Edmoso, which I love that name, uh, straight up baller, and she uh, she, uh, she capitalized on the on the, uh, Abby Dahlkemper's mistake. Right, uh, put some pressure. Um, and was it her that put initially put the pressure? I don't remember who exactly who it was, but. Uh, the the goal was incredible. Uh, was that not the first goal scored against the uh, U.S. Uh, this tournament? Yes. Yeah, that was the first goal. So uh, they they played like they did it like one like one on one like they just they just went they, they didn't try anything fancy. Uh, they were just like, yo, we're gonna just put a body on them, make yeah. it difficult. And I was really really impressed with how good on the ball Spain was. They they so many people were saying Spain was just the better team. Uh, it just it just so happens that you know women's national team sort of gutted it out. Yeah, I don't even think that they were the better team because they didn't really create many chances, but they were able to uh, handle the U.S. Uh, and their 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 attack. And I mean, you, you're, dude, you, if at the end of the day we win because of a lockdown defense, I'm happy. I could care less. Yeah, I, I, but I wouldn't even say it was a lockdown defense. I think they really just played them one on one. They 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 weren't going crazy like right. doubling anybody or or fo- I didn't really see them focus on anyone in particular. They really they were fairly dominant in in the 
not the, they weren't dominant in the midfield per se, but they, it wasn't easy for the, the, the Julie Ertz and Sam Mewis to just like kind of run around with the ball, except towards the end of the game where Sam Mewis, I thought, I thought, you know, uh, player of the match, they don't say woman of the match, right? For the, the for the women's world cup. They no. say man of the match for, yeah. uh, for men's games, but they don't say woman of the match. They just say player of the match, according to the FIFA-like app when it comes up. I believe that's right. the case. But I, I wanted to say woman of the match. Uh, you know what? Say it. Okay. I got your back. <laughs> so thanks thanks for your, uh, your unbridled support, Alexa. That's what I do. <laughs> you know, really going out on a limb for me? Wherever hey. Christian goes, I follow so long <laughs> as I'm cool with it. <laughs> but the uh, uh, woman of the match was Megan Rapinoe. But I for really, sure. Two I, goals. Two goals. But I really thought it was Sam Mewis. I thought... I thought Without, uh, especially See, I disagree with you. I think it's Rose Lavelle. I think if she doesn't do what she does, there's none of the opportunities. Fair, but towards the end of the game, I may, maybe that's right. But I think once Rose Lavelle was substituted, uh, Sam Mewis really took charge. And the fact that I will talk about it, uh, we'll ask Meg about it as well. But the fact that there were no subs until the 85th minute, right, made it seem like some people really had to step up because some other people were just insanely tired. Right. So crawl back to your position, <laughs> players. Uh, you know, it's funny. It's like, this is one of the few times this reminds me a lot of like watching Arsene Wenger uh, era of MLS of, of MLS of uh, Arsenal probably wasn't wrong uh, <laughs> sort of towards the end of his career. It's like that frustration of the lack of like, we know this isn't working and you're not and you're not putting in the, the fast pacey player that could change things. Yeah. You're not putting in a change of pace player. It reminded me, it's like, it's almost like you're over coaching by not making a decision. You know what I mean? By undercoaching, you're actually overcoaching. You're overthinking by not making a difference, by not making a change. It, it is it, pretty insane that she didn't make a change, that Jill Ellis didn't make like a change. Jill, what are you doing? It really – so, and look, right, we were talking about – uh, Hope Solo and, yeah, and right. her comments a couple weeks ago about like her she, name came up a little bit on the <laughs> she Twitter just, sphere. She just trashed Jalal saying she's not a good coach and, and that she's lucky that she just has a bunch of amazing players and the quality and the talent of of the individual players is what will propel uh, the women's national team to to win trophies, which is a very disrespectful thing to say. But when you see it's starting to feel like it's astute, though, now. but when you see her sometimes what what like I really don't understand the strategy when you have such amazing players on the bench like right. Ali Krieger. Uh, why isn't she up top replacing Put her, her in as a forward? <laughs> OK, Let's see. All right. We're great coaches. All right. <laughs> Already we've decided somewhat. Better tactical than what I've seen out of Jill this last match. Okay, we were just we're changing the game. Spain has never seen what the the, the goalkeeper I, has not seen Ali Krieger take a penalty. I guarantee you they weren't prepared for that. <laughs> All the tactics that they got, no one was prepared for Ashlyn Harris and Ali Krieger up top. All right. <laughs> Two striker offense. <laughs> All right. I'm glad we're making some sense finally. Yeah, yeah finally. <laughs> we're fixing this whole thing. <laughs> no, but the fact that there was no uh, uh, sub until the 85th minute when it was clearly visible that they, they some players were tired. And, and Megan Rapino was not at her best, at, you know, it, it, throughout the game. Right. But even... By the 75th minute, you just saw, like, not she wasn't really getting by anybody and, and just having a, a, a tougher time. That's why I felt like when everybody was tired, Sam Mewis, I don't know what, she, she had, like, one of those Gatorade squeeze packs yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of those things you put on your tongue, like the Lister, you know, Gatorade has yeah, yeah, those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either everyone else got 
tired or she just found this new energy because uh, she was the only one, in my opinion, that was really able to hold on to the ball. And she's, and she's just like stronger, physically stronger than a lot of the players that were trying to like get the ball off of her. And it, it, it's helpful to have a player like that, clearly. Yeah. Uh, but I think she actually gained a lot of power when she mushed Alex Morgan. I don't know why everyone's <laughs> doing it, but <laughs> they're really picking on her. I mean, geez. I mean, she might as well have, uh, uh, because Alex Morgan was getting fouled quite a bit in this game. She was the hack of Morgan. Yeah, that was yeah. the move. Uh, they, the Spain, they, you know, and it was crazy because they, they, nobody got a yellow card. Right. She, she was literally, I mean, you could read Everybody her. Everybody li- took shots at her. No, no could, one did enough to get her. You could read her lips during the game. She was like, that's, she's like telling the ref. And she's, and it's so interesting because I, I think we, we, we were sort of making this joke when we, um, when we were a part of the soccer girl props video, right? And you know how in, in one of the scenes you were screaming at the ref and making a big scene? Yeah. And, the, and, uh, the, and, the, and Carly, the girl, she came up to you and said, like, hey, stop being so emotional. Right. And I almost feel like there's a, um, it, it, there's a, a hesitation to, to show how angry the, the, the women's players are, the women's soccer it's players. God forbid. Cause it's like, oh, it's going to be like, it's going to be all over the internet. And, oh, and God. but they, it, it, like it made total sense. I would have totally yelled at her. I'm like, she was literally like, she just fouled me like four times. How are you not yeah. going to give her a card? She's like, you can read her lips. And she's clearly saying that. So she, and the ref is just kind of ignoring it. Right. So at that point, you totally understand if Alex Morgan refs, this, uh, yeah. mushes, mushes, the ref. mushes the ref. She <laughs> mushes herself. Like, no, Alex, no, no, no. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. Come on. <laughs> um, Can't so, get a red for that. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, as, as sort of uh, nervy as it was, they did win the game and they and they now they have uh, again France to take on. So this is the big match. This is the one everybody wanted. I'm excited. Are you excited? I am excited. I'm even more excited because we have another announcement. Another announcement. Look at this. Ha! <laughs> um, if we- you live in New York City, we got a treat for you. Hey. Or if you live around it, this Friday, uh, you and I will be hosting. And we'll be hosting a viewing party. A view- yep. But this isn't just any old viewing party, son. This is where. All, everybody always thought we'd end up. <laughs> We're doing it under the Manhattan Bridge. Under folks. a bridge. That's okay, right. like the trolls that we are. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so, uh, but no, legit, no, one of the arc, one, under the arc, in the arc and uh, the, the archway. The, uh, yeah, under the archway. So the, uh, Dumbo, down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass, uh, which is a very iconic uh, area. That's right. A lot of cobblestones, a lot of rich Beautiful. people, and Hathaway. And is she, gonna she, be lives, there? she lives in the clock, but she's the one <laughs> she with the clock the... apartment. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just like the famous lives... clock apartment. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. That's I, her. You just said she lives in the clock. Which she lives is... in the clock. <laughs> I mean, technically, she does. Remember that show? Uh, it was on HBO with uh, Ted Danson and the kid from Mount Rushmore. I don't. They, he that was his apartment. It was the clock. That's where she lives. Okay. Yeah. It's actually her apartment. Anyway, long story short, anyway. we're hanging out with Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Come through on Friday. It's going to be tons of people there. So the Dumbo Archway, you can just, uh, there's no like a specific address, but just Google Dumbo Archway. If you are in. Or Dumbo.org. Dumbo, D-U-M-B-O.org. Oh, uh, it's Dumbo.is. That is the uh, website. So if you want to get all the information, obviously, you know when the game, the game is at 3 p.m. We'll, we'll be there probably like at 2 p.m. Yeah. Uh, hanging out. Um, but it's uh, get there early because uh, a lot of people are going to be there. So we're get, we're partnering uh, uh, with Dumbo uh, to do this, and this is like really it's cool. Be so, dope. so the fact that they're uh, uh, working with us and welcoming us is, is really awesome. It's always a super fun uh, time. I've been there before uh, to watch uh, World Cup games. It's it's just, it's awesome. They so, have a big screen. It's just a b- bunch of people hanging out. It's crazy. You got to see it. I mean, how many times you get invited underneath the bridge to watch a soccer game? Exactly. And they're, they're, yeah, and there's like food carts and beer and yeah, a bunch it's like of it's a really 
really cool area. It's right by the water. Uh, it's right there. It's like, you know, the, the carousel is in far so from come, You can take all the Instagram photos and get all the likes. All so. the basic bitch photos. Exactly. Because right, that's why we're there. That's the only reason we're gone. <laughs> get that bridge above us. <laughs> okay, we basic as hell. hell we yeah, we might even put some light streaks on these photos. I mean, okay? I might have some Uggs. Okay? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so uh, the Two game- announcements in one. Friday, uh, so that the game is, uh, what, what's the exact date? June 28th. Uh, at the kickoff is at 3 p.m., but make sure you get there early. We'll, we will be there. We'll be there early. Having a good time. Uh, and, and yeah, so I'm uh, super, super thrilled about that. So they're, they're playing against France. Big game. Who knows? Hopefully we get the dub. Uh, oh, yeah, and will. then we can celebrate afterwards. All right. So. Uh, so that is uh, that's the next thing to look forward to. Should we open these boxes? Yeah, I've been waiting this whole time. We've been time. waiting a little bit of time. So before we, we get to our uh, interview with Meg, we'll open. Uh, you open that one. All right, uh, I'll open this. We, by the way, we really don't know what either one of these are. Yeah, so this, we don't we don't remember being asked. Uh, this one I don't. This one I do. Oh, that the one, one you I'm do? I'm holding a tube. Oh, I know what this is. I know what this is. Now I know. Now you know, I, I should have known from the address. <laughs> that's right. Remember, speaking of Rose Lavelle. Speaking of Rose, remember Lavelle, when yes. Rose Lavelle was here? She was here. Uh, part of her trip and part of the media was sponsored by KT Tape. Remember Correct. Them? I, yeah. And they sent us a little. Oh, look at this. Remembering. Look at that. Our friend. Our, we got put, put this Rose. up. I, I don't know if Tim can uh, zoom in on this. I don't even know uh, if he can. Unified, strong, accomplished. The women's national team takes center stage in France this summer. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Join the conversation. Follow at KT Tape on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Use hashtag balance for better. Hashtag balance for better. Join an online support female athletes everywhere. Oh, and they sent us a little uh, gift pack. Look, a little American flag here. Huh? Okay. Not bad. A little KT tape. This is, I've actually used this tape already in a couple games. Really? I have. Is it good? I don't know what it does exactly. <laughs> I, we were asking Rose about it. It's as for well. common injuries, carpal it, tunnel, hamstring strain, wrist. You just you decorate yourself with some of this. I tape. put it on, but you know what? I put it on. I didn't get a hamstring strain. There so you go. We know we know it works. And look, they gave us also remember the little the bandana uh, that the I was bandana. wearing. So thank you for that. This is so dope. So yeah, all so, right. We got a little bandana. Best got, of luck again to Rose Lavelle. Maybe we'll give this stuff away. Maybe or maybe will you use the? Uh, I use the it. Tape. I have I have my own, so I think I'm good. I don't mind giving it away. Uh, okay, cool. So I so the next one is a uh, a tube, and uh, this is from I know who this is. This is from Ed Eberhardt. He is uh, an, an Atlanta United fan. He's also a Gully Squad member. So thank you for the uh, shout out to all the Gully Squad members out Ed, there. Ed, appreciate it very very much. Okay, let me see if I can get this out of here. By this, the way, the uh, the Florentine Pogba thing. So many people sharing so many nice. Uh, I know. So we're giving away uh, the, the Florentine Pogba bobblehead that we mentioned last week, uh, and. We did. A, we're doing the giveaway on Twitter. Go to our, uh, uh, you know, uh, soccer cooligans on Twitter, and w- w- I just basically we just put the, uh, you know, to comment like your favorite Atlanta United uh, moment. moment. Oh my God, people are going nuts. And people are going crazy. I mean, getting us emotional. Some people said when they uh, when they met us. Look at, at that the, in Atlanta, and that's how we know you're lying. Yeah, <laughs> that's our favorite moment. <laughs> okay, so this is a. Oh, it's got a little note. It's a note. You want to read it? Yeah, sure. Okay. Give it to the guy who could read the best. Sure. <laughs> uh, this is from, uh, it says, hey, my guys, thanks <laughs> for all the funnies. Even when you're not putting enough respect on Pinty Martinez's name <laughs> and are saying everyone from the sound sounds like popcorn Leghorn. Still one of my favorite segments ever. Uh, and being such good sports when I say mean things to you on Twitter. Yeah. While basking in it. is pretty spicy on Twitter. I give him that much. It gets it. it gets, he gets hot. <laughs> he makes it hot on Twitter. Uh, while basking in the afterglow of United winning the 
the cup. I took a break from my list of commissions and painted this canvas of Joseph, which found, which funded my gully squad membership for the next few years. Please accept this print of the canvas as a token for my appreciation for what you guys do for the gully and the non gully alike and your contributions to American soccer. Cheers. Ed Eberhardt. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Look at this. Look at that. I mean, I hope you guys are watching on YouTube and or on social media and you get to see this. I mean, don't break it. Jeez, Christian. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, this, look is, at this. this is absolutely gorgeous. This is dope. It looks almost like graffiti, right? Yeah. It's like, um, like uh, a Banksy. Yeah. Almost like, it's like a silhouette of, uh, of Joseph Martinez. And then the, the sort of the five stripes sort of colors in like, uh, like in like, you know, dirty paint or whatever. Yeah, this is dope. This, this is, is really cool. This is really, really cool. This is, it's so Ed. wild that we have fans that are this creative. You know I didn't what know I mean? we had talented fans. Yeah, man. I <laughs> thought it was just a bunch of dudes playing dice <laughs> listening to us talk soccer. <laughs> this is so cool. Thank you so much. And yo, keep it spicy on Twitter. Yeah, we appreciate That's it. That's what we into. We like getting roasted. Exactly. We don't mind. We have a good time with it. So, Ed, thank you so much. This is incredibly kind. We're uh, going to go find an OTB and hang that up. You know what I mean? This is what we're going to do. This is gully. It's, it's what it deserves. And shouts to uh, KT Tape and uh, Rose Lavelle. Thank you. Uh, I mean, the, I mean, the level of kindness we've received the last uh, couple months uh, has been uh, wild. And uh, thanks. So thank you so much for listening and, uh, and all the support. So that we have to get to our interview with uh, with Meg. We That's have right. A, Let's do that. We get uh, so we have a, a full, nice, full, rounded conversation about all the stuff going on uh, uh, at the Women's World Cup. She is currently there uh, covering it for the athletics. So make sure you read her work as well. She has a bunch of great articles uh, about um, the games that are going on. Yeah, so, join the athletic and use uh, promo code Cooligans. You don't get anything, but it'll just alert to them <laughs> that they should be sponsoring the show. <laughs> exactly. Just a little reminder. Okay. Uh, so uh, here is our conversation with Meg Linehan. Everybody, thanks so much for listening to the show. We want to break in with a word from one of our sponsors, NYC Footy. NYC Footy. And this weekend, uh, it is the Footy Fest. Uh, we had m- talked about it a little bit last week, but the, uh, the Footy Fest is a uh, a weekend soccer, like... It's like a, a little retreat. Like, like, a, a retreat. like a day camp. You know, to reconnect with your footy self. That's right. Um, <laughs> you can do a lot of that. A lot of practice it's headers. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but there is... Now I'm going to stay down until I get a yellow card. <laughs> there's <laughs> yoga. There's like a bunch of activities. There's bar barbecue you get to play uh uh like a like a little fun little tournament on on grass uh in That's the right, they have a beautiful field up there yeah uh you guys you gotta check it out go to nycfooty.org nycfooty.com dot com. Uh, but, but it's footyfest.org footyfest.org and watch uh, if you're if you live like upstate new york or in the new york area and want to do something really really cool and unique and hang out with some cool people go to footyfest.org watch the promo video uh for the event it's really really dope uh it's really fun and again the nyc footy uh people are Awesome. They're, They're really, great people. Yeah. The guys who run it are absolutely amazing. They're friends of ours now. And we met them just, you know, through the through the league itself. Yeah, exactly. So uh so make sure. So go to footyfest.org and uh, just check it out. And if you're not if if the, the festival, you know, the footy fest is too much for you, uh make sure you can join uh, NYC Footy and play in leagues across New York City. Uh so that's and you NYC. can say use cooligans and use you get a discount per player or if you have a team. Exactly. So you can go individually and just you know join as like a free agent, or you could join a whole team if you have a squad that you want. Uh, to play in Footy Fest. I'm sorry, in uh, the NYC Footy. It's absolutely amazing. It's a great league, co-ed league. They have diff- all different levels, so it doesn't matter how good or bad you are. There's a place for you to play. Um, and if you're absolutely terrible, Cooligans FC, which is our team. <laughs> it's our only team. for comedians. <laughs> so you can imagine we're terrible. So, uh, again, make sure you use the promo code Cooligans, and you will get $20 off uh, if you're an individual player or $200 off your entire team. That's right. And if you need a break from the city, go to, go to Footy Fest. It'll be a blast. 
Yeah, baby, we're back. We are back, and we yeah, we we get in. Uh, you know, we're getting folks all the way from. For, I don't even. I want to say Paris, but I don't know if she's in Paris right now. Yo, we mad international. That's what we're doing. We got people calling in from all corners of the world. <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, we usually we we ask like, what are the baguettes like in that country? Yeah, and yeah. then it's like, if they're good, then we'd be like, okay, cool. You can, you are allowed to call in. Talk to me about your bread culture before <laughs> we bring you onto the show. But this is an absolute honor. Not only do we have someone whose articles we absolutely love reading. Okay, athlete, athletic. Mm-hmm. But yo, she happens to be in France right now, covering all things uh, world. Cup. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, the one, the only, put your hands together for Meg Linehan. Hello, Meg. Hello. How are you? Very well. On Skype. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah this is you. You are now the second person who who has Skyped into the show. So we're still like uh, kind of adjusting to to having this kind of technology. You yeah. Know, the it, first one was Greg Linehan. And we we're like, no, we hit the wrong person. <laughs> Dialed the wrong. <laughs> so, uh, so, Meg, thank you for uh, for being on the show. You are currently in France. Are you in Paris? I am in Paris. So I actually trained back from Reims this morning. Uh, I was at USA Spain last night and then took the train this morning with basically every single American who also had to come back to Paris. And uh, I'm now like safely ensconced in my Airbnb. Uh, I'm actually really close to the stadium here. Oh, very cool. So, I mean, you've been there since the beginning of the group stages, correct? I have. I have. You're the only person who goes to Paris just for soccer. (laughs) You've gotten to enjoy none of it. But uh, what is it? How do we feel right now about the women's national team? Because having watched the game against Spain, a lot of people saying Spain was a better team. A lot of people are saying that the women's national team just kind of eked it out. I was getting text about that. I didn't get to see the first half. And to me, I got a little scared when our A squad couldn't really dismantle Sweden's B squad. And I'm not sure that I got a lot more confidence after Spain's game. Yeah, so I was actually looking. I have an Apple Watch, and I was looking at my heart rate during the game, and it was floating in the triple digits. And then towards the the latter part of the second half, before that second penalty kick happened, I think I peaked at around 140 beats per minute. So I think that gives a good sense. Meg, that of the stress. Meg, that also might be the all the buttered bread you're having. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that is true. The the burr burr jambon. The Berjamon yeah. baguettes you've been getting in the mornings. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just yeah. say that that's I mean, my number normally. Are 89 cents here. So, oh I mean, it, it's ridiculous when you go. So, like, especially now that I'm in like Airbnb mode, you just go to a grocery store and the bread is the little baguettes are 39 cents, the big baguettes are 89 cents. So, really, what's stopping you? I it's mean, just. Bring us back some Meg is what we're going <laughs> to They only last a day. Like yeah. you're not going to, they, as soon as the, the morning comes, it is gone. Like I tried to microwave one to salvage it. It does not work. I'll give you a so hint. Actually, you gotta, you gotta just inhale it. You gotta, you, you wet it under the faucet. I'm not making this up. Wet it oh, under the faucet, cover it in foil and put I it tried. in the oven. That's what I, oh, well, yeah, I didn't do oven. We don't, they, it, there's not really a lot of oven situations in the Airbnb. <laughs> well, so. yeah, well, tell George Qureshi to up the budget. What are we doing, Qureshi? <laughs> GQ. I bet you he's got an oven in Tampa. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I got a text uh, from my girlfriend who is not uh, an avid soccer watcher, but she's definitely into it. But she did, uh, when Spain scored, uh, she sent me a text <laughs> that just said, uh-oh, Spain just scored. All right. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're breaking through. Yeah. All right. So this is a good sign. Uh, but just in, in that 
uh, performance. And uh, I mean, there's there were so many issues, right? Because one, the one that stood out to me was the lack of substitutions until the 85th minute. And then the, you sure. know, the uh, all all over social media, we start hearing uh, the the, uh, the the people starting to agree with Hope Solo uh, and her opinions about Jill Ellis. Uh, what was? Did you get any um, uh, any more information about why that was the case? Why was that the strategy to not substitute anybody? So she definitely got asked about it in the press conference. And the answer was a bit of a word salad uh, in terms of, so what her thought process was is I'm, I'm a coach who's making decisions, which yes, there's no debate about that. And her <laughs> decision-making was that, okay, players might look tired, but it is my job as a coach to look at those players and try to figure out if they're going to get their legs back under them again or not. And I mean, granted, there definitely were moments that the U.S. national team did sort of look like, okay, maybe they were getting chances in the second half, right? But I think arguably the best players on the field uh, from an offensive standpoint, Rose Lavelle and Sam Newis last night in terms of who was getting shots in the second half, who was dribbling at the back line, that sort of thing. Alex Morgan, I think I lost count of how many times she got fouled and knocked down. Uh, and it turned into a concern of just health. And then Megan Rapino didn't look great. And after the game, Megan Rapino said, I did not have a good game. So you've got Kristen Press sitting on the bench. You've got Carly Lloyd sitting on the bench. You've got Mallory Pugh sitting on the bench. So, and the best part of the, about where the media tribune is, where they have us all sitting is you can't actually see down to where the players are warming up. So we're all sitting in these seats cramped in and everybody's doing this thing. We're all just like popping up like little gophers out of the holes. Like being like, <laughs> okay, who's, who's warming up? Uh, are they coming close to the bench? Please God. Someone. Please just, <laughs> oh, just it's nobody again. <laughs> away onto the field is, and no, okay. No, they're still doing it. Okay. And I mean, this was from the second half on, like I expected a snub to come on at the start of the second half and it didn't happen. So her, her Jill Ellis said, you know, they, they got it done. I know my players. Um, Alice Morgan said she was fine after the game. You know, she picked up that knock. She got pulled out of the Sweden game early. And then, you know, she's saying that she's fine, but yeah, definitely. It was 90 degrees. It was not necessarily pleasant weather at that game. Yeah. It, it's, it's like a, a logical kind of dis- decision would just be like it, her saying, oh, I know my players. Well, do you know when they're panting and tired? Like, it yeah. seems pretty obvious. Are you looking at them now? Like, I know you know them. It's like, hey, I know you could text whoever you want, but are you watching what we're watching? What scares me is it seems the more I watch this this team, especially the way Jill Ellis has it set up, it seems like it pretty much all rests on the shoulders of Rose Lavelle being able to transition defending into an attack. Literally, if you double her or triple her, you're done as a, I mean, she's done. And so is the women's national team. Is there, or it feels like Spain kind of figured it out. It feels like Sweden kind of figured it out with their B squad, which really scared me. What are, what do you think is going to happen different? Cause France is the ultimate test. This is the game. Everybody wanted to see right. how, right. how are we going to win <laughs> coach? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, you know, and I think to so the Spain game, right? I think we win it in 2019. I don't think that game is getting won in 2023, right? The time the next World Cup comes around, Spain is going to win that game. Spain scouted the United States extremely well. Like I was at their final group stage match against China and 
both Spain and China looked terrible. And then Spain turned around and had like a game plan and they executed it extremely well against the United States. And that is concerning because I think science is also extremely capable of having a game plan and executing it well against the United States. The one good thing, and, and this is something that Megan Rapino brought up, is France had to play 120 minutes. The United States only had to play 90, so they do have that small advantage going for them. But, yeah, I mean, Megan Rapino has kind of had two iffy games in a row, and I think that, you know, as much as Roosevelt is kind of – it feels like every single player for this team is like the live-or-die player, and – you know, Tobin, he's got kind of isolated in that game against Spain. I don't think Megan Rapinoe, I think she beat her right back once the entire match. So she I She physically think that... beat her. She slapped her in the face. I, yeah, I win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they, they so, did struggle, the wings. Yeah, it, it's definitely France. You know, they have a lot of weapons. And the one thing about this World Cup is, you know, Arguably, this is the last World Cup where the U.S. has any sort of edge in terms of number one ranking and, you know, sort of the the long-lasting domination. I think by 2023, that goes away. But in 2019, no team is afraid of them anymore, especially of the big of the big teams. Um, I think maybe the key thing for them is, you know, we saw USA France back in January. They lost three to one in France. Julie Ertz didn't play in that game. And I think that Julie Arts could be the difference in terms of actually like winning balls in the midfield and distributing well and trying to break down France in a way that is slightly more productive. Well, the one team I do know who is still afraid of the United States is Thailand. Uh, they are without yeah. a doubt have PTSD. Currently <laughs> shivering. <laughs> so they might struggle uh, a little bit. Speaking of Spain, though, they did, uh, when we had Roosevelt on the show, she did mention uh, the last time they played them that she was like, they were surprisingly good and, and they are right. uh, getting a lot better. Especially, they, how many, they, I think it was, there was a, their, their center back, their middle center back that was like, was amazing on the ball. You just couldn't get the ball uh, right. like away from her. Obviously, the the goal that they scored uh, from a mistake. But, yeah, it's but, a, yeah. But the pressure that they applied, like that, that's where you saw right. that they were not afraid. They were like, not many teams are that comfortable pressing the United States, and they and they yeah, handled no. themselves well. And it's not like the U.S. Women's National Team is is sort of foreign to winning games like that. You know, just being the more dominant oh, defensively yeah. and sort of you know getting the ch- taking the chances when they get them, whether it be penalties or free kicks, things like that. So I mean, I get that you know they're not going to come out and look amazing, but it is scary that we've gotten to the point now where they're like. Oh, these one or two players, if they're not on their A game, they're, they're, you know, fresh for the picking. Who are some of the players on the French squad that some of the fans that maybe aren't as familiar with the French uh, women's team should be looking for? You know, I think we've seen some really great performances so far from, uh, and my French is terrible, so I might mangle their (laughs) pronunciations of the names, but Gavon has been really incredible as a forward. Like just their entire front line. I mean, Les has been, has had some, you know, great performances over time and is a very known entity to this U.S. national team. But, you know, they, they I think, also work well along the wings. They also have Wendy Renard as, as the center back. And, and, you know, there's no height advantage anymore for the U.S. national team in a game against France. Um, Julie Ertz and uh, Sam Mewis, I, I think, are both going to lose that edge that they might have if Wendy is coming up for a corner kick or, you know, a set play of of some kind. But yeah, I mean, when you look at the France roster, they're definitely like, 
I do think that these are the best two teams in this tournament still. Um, so I think that's why everybody's kind of been frustrated about the way that this bracket works out, that we're getting this as a quarterfinal rather than a final. But to be fair, like the games in Paris, it's going to be sold out. The secondary market is crazy. And, um, you know, I, I think that we've seen, I think the key player for France and, and she was the key player in the, um, round of 16, round of 16 game against Brazil, Amandie Henry, who played in uh, Portland with Thorns FC. Like, I think, you know, we talk about who we live and die by for the U S national team. I think that's who France live and dies by in, in this game. I just, so I, I think we've got Lindsay Horan and, uh, Henri. Um, the sort of Portland versus Portland battle that could be really fun. Okay, I, I, I'm I'm interested seeing uh, uh, Delf, there was a Delphine Cascarino, I believe that's her name. Yeah, because uh, she's she yeah. reminds me a lot of Tobin Heath, and they have have a very like similar style. So I, it should be at least at the very least an entertaining game. Uh, I just hope to not yeah. have the level of uh, you know uh, the heart rate that you were having uh, yeah. throughout, <laughs> throughout that game. Hopefully I think it's going to be. I think, you know, the best thing, and I, I think this is what Megan Rapino is referring to after the game is, you know, she wants it to be a spectacle, but I think if both of these teams just go at this game at a hundred percent and they're just like, screw it, we're, we're just going to go for it and have it be this like crazy open end to end sort of action. Like this could be one of the best games we've ever seen in the women's world cup. I mean, of course there's always the potential that it could be one of the worst games that we've ever seen because something goes terribly wrong, but you know, if, if both of these teams are just like, screw it, we're going to go for it. This game should be like absolutely wild. Yeah. I, I would pay double the money of whatever it is they're charging to watch as Megan Rapino said, a shit show circus. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. That be quite interesting. Uh, if it's, I, I'm actually thinking of what a shit show circus would be like. And I would, I would attend I that as well. Yeah. A hundred percent. That was a what, great moment in the mix zone. Is everybody just kind of looked at each other like, that's the quote. That's yeah. the quote. If, if anyone's going to say it, it's Megan Rapino. Well, we know what uh, yeah, Megan Rapino's autobiography is going to be titled <laughs> yeah, for sure um i think w one of the things that that recently happened was the england versus cameroon game uh there's so much uh talking back and forth the game was kind of rough to watch um how did it feel from where you were from where you were sitting yeah so the discourse was definitely active for that game uh it was kind of you know the game itself it wasn't great obviously like the actions of the players, but like, I guess, you know, I, I've seen a lot of really great comments on Twitter. I think uh, Jessica Luther nailed it really well. You know, Luco nailed it really well. Like, I think you can, you can both say like what happened on the field is not ideal and is uh, a product of frustration and, and all sorts of things. And like some of the stuff clearly crossed the line and you can say it crossed the line, but also like now we've got this discourse of, but the children, not the children. Children <laughs> yes, are watching women's soccer. Oh my God. Where they're ruined forever. They're just going to go out into the streets and start kicking people in the ankles and spitting on them. And it's going to be the worst thing ever. And it, it just like, we, we see this, like, I think part of it is, so you've got Phil Neville, set him aside, but then you've got people who are just ready to like, be like, Oh, I knew it women's soccer has been terrible all along and this one game proves my point and I'm writing it off forever. And it's kind of like the Dan Shaughnessy article that he wrote after USA Thailand, where he was like, ah, I've been waiting, just <laughs> waiting for something stupid to happen so I can just 
like write this off and be like, I was right. Oh, my my man opinions are so correct. <laughs> and oh, you know, 13 nothing is just terrible. And then, you know, it, it's just this concept of and I, I've been thinking about this basically since I started working in women's sports, but you get trapped in this role model thing. And it's yeah. so frustrating because like, I always go back to that Charles Barkley ad where he's like, I'm not a role model. Don't make me into a role model. And you know, women who play sports are always like, not only do they have to be athletes and not only do they have to market themselves and not only do they have to promote the game, but then all of a sudden, like, it's not what they're doing on the field that counts. It's, Oh, we have to do it for the next generation. And that's where we get trapped in this like discourse of like, oh, my eight-year-old child is watching and she's just traumatized because someone kicked someone. Like, yeah, I get I get frustrated with the, the same thing because even making that example of like, well, what are my children going to think? But it's like they're also watching like uh, City Girls and Cardi B videos of twerking and like, but no, or they're wh- watching like guys <laughs> play guys, you know, beat each other up on the field as well. It's like, what's the difference? Like, it's it's, that, I'm yeah. saying that, that there isn't, there's no necessity to to have this concern. Like, uh, uh, parenthood is challenging, and there's uh, difficult yeah, things everywhere, and and things have to be explained. Yeah. And, and, I'd rather my kid right. push a ref who gets in her way <laughs> if I had one than go out and do, you know, cocaine. Okay. So are we good? Now? Right. Is everyone all right? We okay. I we, love the idea that they're like, well, this one game ruined women's sports forever. Yeah. Ask yeah. a WNBA yeah. player how she feels. <laughs> I'm sure she wouldn't give you a be like, well, I mean, I might as well pack up, you know, everybody relax. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I was getting, uh, sorry. I was getting texts after the USA Thailand game from other players and other sports. And they were like, what? What is everybody bad about? Yeah, <laughs> like, because scored goals. Like, <laughs> well, the, uh, the the comments from like Phil Neville after the game because he 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 kind of echoed that and he did say like there's children watching, which is like yeah. they would never say that at a men's game. They, they, I no. honestly, I've never heard no. that. <laughs> like no. I, when Zidane headbutted the dude, you know, nobody was oh, like, no. the ch- well, the children. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. no, dude, you lost yeah, the World no, Cup. It's like an individual <laughs> act. Like, you know, Zidane is just like, you look at him as this isolated individual incident that has no reflection on the sport where, you know, the game as a whole. And then England plays Cameroon and Cameroon, like, I mean, and granted, that bar, like, I got it. Like watching them try to react to that bar call in real time was just like, I felt so terrible because like you could see how frustrated they were and yeah, like shit happens. Like, you know, it's and putting it in the bigger context. And this is what I think the one really productive thing from this world cup is going to be is that we're finally starting to get this context of like, you know, looking at the Chile and Argentina teams and Cameroon and Nigeria, like, the coverage is really starting to grow around the conditions of both like the Federation and the, the context of FIFA. So you get that result and there is a productive way to talk about that England Cameroon game that actually might help Cameroon in the future, not just react better in the moment, but also get further in the tournament. And instead we're concerned about like small white children in England watching soccer. Yeah, I, I think it's. Uh, you I mean, think with it, the guy yelling the c word standing next to them, yeah, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. But I do even seeing that kind of uh, p- passion uh, from the Cameroonian players. At least to me, as as just a fan watching the sport, I'm like, 
all right now the 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 it, they care that much to get that upset and yeah. and yeah years ago they, it might have been you know in their particular country they may have not got, gotten that kind of support where if maybe they weren't they wouldn't have emote uh emoted as much right so it's 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 yeah. kind of I mean, nice I to see they had like they had three matches total like at an international level before the world cup like three compared to yeah. the u.s national team which has had four entire years of a cycle to prepare and has an entire send-off series and goes to europe to make sure that they're playing teams in europe like i mean it's just it's two different worlds and and i mean i think that there was some really great commentary too of like okay yes england cameroon has apparently like just completely ruined the name of women's soccer. Look what's happening in Afghanistan with the Afghanistan women's national team with all of these, you know, uh, sexual abuse claims and, and all like yeah. that's where the bigger <laughs> concerns are. Not one individual match where like a player lost her cool and a referee got pushed, which like, you know, in the long run, like, hopefully this dies down and does not turn into anything. And we can actually like be more productive in the way that we're talking about with soccer and the development of the game. But yeah, I mean, as soon as I remember looking at Twitter after that game and being like, this is going to be trash. And then it was trash. <laughs> and a lot of people told on themselves and I was like, hey, that's, that's about what I expected. Yeah. And I actually, I actually like the fact that we get to talk about this because this is something that as soon as I saw it, I was like, all right, well now more people are going to be talking about the game. We're going to hear some stuff we don't want to hear. We're going to hear some really dumb takes. Yeah. But that's but part least, of it, right? At least part of it is yeah. like, well, now you got to talk about it on ESPN, right? Yeah. Now you got to bring this up. Right. And the more people that hear this, regardless of whether the take is something I enjoy or not, that means more people are hearing about the sport. More people are going to you know, interview the, the women from Cameroon. More people are going to interview the women from England. More people are going to interview the yeah. coaches. And this is all we want. We want more people talking the about the sport. Thing, but to, with all that in mind, the, the Cameroonian players in the last 15 minutes did go in with some wild challenges, right? Oh, it was certainly yeah. Yeah. not how you want to see a player play. Somewhat unbecoming, yeah. too, to like, we're going to have a meeting instead yeah. of continue to play the game. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, maybe you could, maybe you could, uh, I don't know, take a break from your meeting to finish the game. Sure. Part of the game. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. and, uh, added to that, the uh, a couple quick things before we wrap up. The uh, VAR. What has been, yeah. the, uh, you, you are the boots on the ground uh, for the athletic. What is the take because VAR seems to last year's World Cup uh, was what I we, we, nobody was like necessarily angry with VAR but it seems like every game there is some unbelievable call where the, it's like the rules seem different or new or whatever what, what's been the reaction yeah. in France I mean generally the reaction when you're actually at a game is just pure confusion because it the game goes down so first of all like when you're actually in one of these stadiums for a game there are two screens at the corners that are showing the actual game footage that have game clocks. There is no other signage within a stadium to like let you know what's happening, what what minute of the game you're in. Like time kind of ceases to have meanings, and you're just kind of like, okay, this is happening. Like, and in the little media area, we get screens that have the replays and stuff like that. But like, it's really hard sometimes to actually follow the flow of the game while you're in the stadium. And when those reviews happen, like if you're not actually like looking at the referee, it is extremely easy to miss it at points. So usually there's like confusion or if it's like a clear thing, like for instance, the penalty call, the second one in the Spain game, uh, there is an immediate and extremely loud reaction. (laughs) And then it like, 
dips for a few minutes while like it's just like you can feel like the energy just being like okay which are we going to be really mad are we going to be really happy how's this going to go yeah and then um yeah as soon as the decision like i mean when they called that second penalty and it actually like withstood the review that was one of the loudest moments i think i've heard so far like the crowd was feisty in round last sure. night for sure like in a way that like it's been it's been enthusiastic but like last night it was it there's an edge to it that i found okay new yeah we're um, seeing we're seeing like, like you know women's uh national team ultras you know maybe it's getting a yeah. little bit more <laughs> oh dude ladies hooligans yeah. <laughs> Huh? For the national team? <laughs> the firm? <laughs> Might be interesting. So, I'm into it. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely like, it got loud, but in terms of the actual review process, like, I, I think it has been a little frustrating. I know they actually, so FIFA is having a little press conference tomorrow to allow media to ask general questions about yeah, refereeing. Mostly and- WTF. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we will, that should be an interesting one. I really hope they live stream it because I'm very curious. But in terms of the actual, like, there have been questions about the handball rule. There have been questions about the fact that the offside flag doesn't come up because they want to let the play kind of run its course. And there are dangers associated with that. There's the actual process of it. And, you know, part of it, too, is that it has really disrupted the flow of the game because first, you know, like they get the little earbud and they're like, okay, I've got something, I've got something. And then it takes them another two minutes to actually like run to the video screen. And then they've got to run to the video screen, watch that. And then, okay. uh, Yep. I'm still hearing things from the little control room. Got it. Got it. Got it. And then you get the decision. So it just, it takes a very long time. And that's, I think where, you know, we're starting to lose the human element, even though ultimately the referee is still making that decision. But I feel like the refs aren't necessarily trusting themselves to, to make that decision because they know everything is on video. And it feels like they've actually been encouraged to be like, rely on that video so everything is being reviewed instead of clear and obvious errors, which is apparently the entire point of the system. So we're just getting everything and that's the fact that they had to have a rule change for the knockout round so that way goalkeepers didn't get yeah. two yellows <laughs> during potential penalty kick shoot, like maybe we should have thought this through a little bit sooner than the round of 16. Is no, that- I think that's great to try it out on one of the most important competitions. <laughs> yeah. Let's give it a go. <laughs> Wing it, baby. I'm actually yeah. curious about that that rule. I've never seen that. I, I, I didn't know VAR could apply that rule uh, for the, for the yeah. goalkeeper stepping off their line. Is that new? I it, think last world cup, last women's world cup. I remember there was one goalkeeper who was very like, would always jump out really far. So right. they, they have a, they have an assistant referee watching that in person. And that's how it was always called. But I mean, the joke has been like, if you want to, if you actually apply this, like Brianna Scurry was so far off her line in 1999, yeah. like actually like maybe you should take a star away from the U S national team because it shouldn't count. Yeah. So it, when you watch it, the I replays, mean, she's like clearly like she's standing my, in front of oh. the ball. She's like at the halfway line. <laughs> yeah. <almost. laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, there's clear daylight Whereas some of these that they've called back. It's been like two inches. And like, we've all been like huddled around laptops, watching games in media spaces. And everyone is just screaming, being like, it's like, it's so minor. And it just feels like we're kind of losing 
some of the fun of the game to actually make it a more perfect game, which I don't know if anyone is actually interested in making it a more perfect game. That's why I think the 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 line should light up when it's not being stepped up, so we know for sure. Yeah, it should feel like a game of Dance Dance yeah. Revolution. You know, you know who yeah. needs to, the the team that needs to make that happen is Las Vegas Light. Oh, oh yeah, hell yeah. Like the, <laughs> the marketing sells it. Yeah, a large plastic blunt shuts off <laughs> if you're not on your line. Oh, it's not smoking. You stepped off your line. If we're being honest with Las Vegas Light. So, uh, so uh, uh, finally, the last thing I I did want to ask. Uh, is this this is your first time uh, covering a World uh, Cup and being at the World Cup, correct? Yeah, I went to one game in 2015, uh, the Montreal semifinal against Germany, which was uh, also extremely stressful game to watch in person. But yeah. yeah, this is my first World Cup actually working a World Cup. So what uh, what is the experience been like for you so far? I know the tournament is uh, about two uh, about two weeks uh, from finishing, but what has been? Uh, yeah, you are also wearing a Brazil shirt, so I did want to ask maybe um, you know not not to put the, the the pressure that the athletes get, but I know there there must be a sense of of I don't know necessarily of duty, but like uh, you know Marta had talked about the the next generation and stuff like that, and I don't know right. if if you feel that, uh, that you will have a responsibility to the next generation of, of writers or, 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 or journalists, Journos, yeah. uh, but what has been one, your experience? And then also what did you think of, of Marta's uh, uh, sort of speech after the game? I mean, I can start with that. I was crying as I watched it, like even before it got translated, just watching her having the emotion and just like seeing the little tweet to be like, she is saying, you know, like I won't be here forever. Formiga won't be here forever. Like this team, needs the next generation like i was already crying and then they posted the translated version and i was just like i'm just gonna weep alone in this <laughs> airbnb for a while i hope no one can hear me out on the street it's fine there's like an accordion playing softly in the distance it's a real moment in france you know, your um, neighbors like the bad guy went bad again huh? <laughs> <laughs> don't even know you're crying yeah. about soccer <laughs> yeah um i mean she's i i've had the pleasure of watching her in NWSL. I, I got to watch her up close and personal at tournament of nations. I was actually taking photos on the field um, for a Brazil game in Connecticut. And she scored a goal directly in front of me. And I was like, so I'm never going to be the same human person again after watching her <laughs> do that right in front of my eyeballs. That's fine. Um, she's just, I mean, I, I think that she's arguably the most important player in women's soccer ever. And uh, to see that emotion and, it's just, it's been a tough World Cup. And, you know, same Kerr going out early, Marta going out early, Christine Sinclair going out early. Like, this World Cup has been a little brutal in terms of actually, like, taking away some of the best players in the world. But I think that this has been a World Cup where she's really taken a stand um, on the off-the-field stuff and, like, really pushed Brazil in a way that she has never done so before. And um, I don't know what changed necessarily on the inside for her, but it's been really good to see her take that leap um i bought this jersey actually in paris hoping that they could customize it with marta because it's impossible to get a custom marta brazil jersey and they were like no we can't do that that doesn't happen and i was like all right well i'm still gonna buy it but um yeah she's she's just a one of a generation player and it's like i just hope that she keeps going um i don't think she's gonna make it to another world cup but she might and um, yeah, yeah, definitely emotional as for the, the journalist part. So 
it's kind of funny because I don't I, like I've had to talk with a few people. I don't know if anybody else actually has my job in the United States. I'm a full time women's soccer writer and I only write about women's soccer and I actually like have a salary and get benefits to do that. And that job doesn't exist for anyone else. Like there are people covering the game and it's either part time or they're covering it as part of like a general soccer or sports piece. And I'm, I'm just women's soccer. I'm just U.S. national team and NWSL and women's soccer. So I do think that it's definitely, I don't want to say like a pressure for me to do my job well here. Like I would want to, I'd put that pressure on myself either way. Um, But I, I do think that it's definitely like a big, a big responsibility to try to get my viewpoint across and um, my history with the game across. Like I I've been in this game. Like I, I was a converted kid from the 99 world cup. Like I played soccer before that, but I, you know, it was whatever. And then the 99 world cup happened. And now I'm here in France 20 years later. And like, I've been watching games with Julie Saudi in the media hotel. Like it's just, it's a weird journey. And, um, so it's it's definitely We've all been there watching games Julie Foddy. No big deal. Yeah. We've all done that. Every one of our fans gets to do it. We so here's a great story. So like the third group stage game, we were in this weird hotel that we were calling the Overlook Hotel. There were paintings of clowns near the media workroom. Like it was just there was an uh, empty theater up above the media workroom that we explored and we were like, This is haunted. It's cool. Uh but they had a tram because the hotel actually had like two sets of buildings on either side of a little river and they had a people mover that went from one side of the hotel to the other and the first or second night that we were there there was a huge thunderstorm and everybody had just like brought over their laptops to work and so we were like we can't walk outside we have to take this thing and so there were like nine or ten of us crammed into this thing and Julie Foddy's in there with us just screaming like, Meg, if we die, tell my kids I love them. And I'm like, I'm going to be dying too from a lightning bolt <laughs> <Yeah>. cram <laughs> in like a hotel in the middle of nowhere, France. We're both going. That's so hilarious. I mean, it was an awesome story to go with Julie Foudy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know. Like, I was like, honestly, if like, this is how I'm going to go, like I'm at a world cup, it's a lightning storm. <laughs> I was trying to protect my laptop. Like it's probably the most me way to die. Yeah. That's the most sports journalist way to die. Yeah. Survived by her MacBook. Yeah. <laughs> I was just doing it to protect my laptop. Yeah. Fun. I, I got a solid draft in there. I got to uh, finish it up. Yeah. 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 She uh, tweeted her goodbye. <laughs> we're all in like, we're all on our phones recording it. Like we're like, all right, well it's going on Instagram. And if, if we make it to the other side, then we're good. And if not, well, everybody's going to know. All right. Well, we're going into the grave with a lot of likes. Yeah. So it's all yeah, good. yeah. We're up the grandma. Oh, we just got verified because of how we died. It's pretty dope. Uh, last question I have is uh, what do you think happens on Friday? What's your prediction? I am probably leaning France at this point, but I do think that if anybody's going to beat France in France, it's going to be the U S national team. I think whoever wins this game goes through to the final. Um, but right at the moment, I think I like France's chances a little bit better just because yeah, the last two games have been a little bit shaky, but also, I mean, U S national team in 2015, like they played kind of terrible until that semifinal and even in the semifinal, they still had moments. And 
for them, that's a team that can that can come up with big recoveries and they don't mind having terrible wins if they're still moving along. And, you know, they, I, I think they're going to come out swinging. And right at the moment, I'm leaning France, but I, I still think it's really a toss-up. Okay. Right. Well, look, they don't take the trophy away from you just because you want ugly. Okay. <laughs> Let's get that trophy. So, Meg, uh, you uh, you are, are working uh, on an article uh, this week. Do uh, you want to tell people about it? And uh, yeah, how they could reach out and uh, help you sort of coordinate that even a little bit. Yeah. So I'm writing. I've done a mailbag already here in France, but basically people send questions. Um, I'm open to anything U.S. national team, World Cup, NWSL general life in France so far, whatever people want to ask me about. And yeah, just, uh, you can tweet at me. I'm at it's Meg Linehan on Twitter, or you can dump them in the comments of my last post at the athletics, but I'll, uh, I'm taking my first day off tomorrow. Very excited about that. You and earned it. That. Yeah. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's a heat wave, like it's going to be nineties all week in Paris, but I'm very excited to have all a day right, off. Cool. Uh, Meg, thank you so much uh, for doing the show. It's an absolute honor yeah. and uh, I keep doing uh, your great work out in France. Yeah. Thank you. And maybe at some point I can actually see you guys in New York city. Come to the studio. You're welcome anytime. Anytime you're here. We'll put you could come in the studio, but we're still gonna film you and put you on the live wall <laughs> just to make it weird. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, Meg, thank you so much for, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. What a great interview, huh? How awesome. Thank you, Meg, Meg. Uh, for hopping on the call. I know, uh, you know, she's super busy. doing Not a, a lot of, of time out there. So that was, it really means a lot to us that you would take the time out to speak to us. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, Meg, make sure you follow her on Twitter at it's Meg Linehan. That's L-I-N-E-H-A-N. That's uh, right. And, uh, and yeah, she's awesome on Twitter as well. Uh, so make sure uh, you do that. Follow so. both. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, uh, it was good to get like a nice little recap of uh, of what's going on from like someone who's actually there. It did worry me a little bit that she has more confidence in France, uh, you know. But I think that that's and that's also from like someone who's sort of really good at their job. You yeah, know yeah. What I mean, no, I really like, know this is someone who actually knows what they're talking about. <laughs> you know what? Uh, so I I, I think France is definitely the the. I don't think France is the biggest threat. That, I'll say that I think Germany is a bigger threat than France based on how the U.S. has has been playing. Uh, but don't forget, France is at home. I know that. I just uh, like from style of play. I just feel like Germany scares me more than France does. I think, I think the U S matches up pretty well with, uh, with France, but I don't think they match up that great with Germany. Okay. My opinion. Here's my thing. I think the U S wins. If the U S comes to play, I don't think it matters who you put in front of them. I agree with Megan. Maybe we lose that. Wait, is there a possibility they won't come to play? Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, there's a chance that maybe the next world cup, we don't have the advantage. We don't have the, Oh, if everyone's on their a game, we automatically win because we're better than everyone else. Yeah. But we got it this time. Yeah. And you got to use your advantages when you have them. And right now, win that, win that World Cup. Bring it back, Allie. You know what to do. Yeah. All right. Don't ruin this wedding for us. Hey, uh, <laughs> come on, Rose Lavelle. <laughs> so uh, thank you again, Meg, uh, for, for joining us. And uh, it means yeah. a lot to us. So, and all the stuff that we mentioned uh, throughout the show, the, the DC United event, make sure you go to soccercooligans.com, get tickets uh, for that show. Uh, it's going to be wild. It's going to be super insane. fun. Um, and, uh, and then for the, the women's national team uh, against France, uh, come uh, hang out. If you're in Brooklyn or in New York, New York area, you're close by and you're going to watch the game anyway. This is the watch party for you. You want to hear two dummies yell over the game. Come on. 
we're the ones to do it. So we're going to either be that or at a bar. I mean, come on. <laughs> Nobody's going to be yelling over the game. And it's sponsored by, there's a beer sponsor involved as well. So it's going to be a good time. Yeah. So come to that at the Dumbo Archway uh, and we will be there. So, uh, okay. So that, that, those, those are the things that we had to announce. Uh, thank you again for listening to the show. We appreciate it. We appreciate the old listeners, the new listeners. That's the, right. The child listeners. <laughs> That's right. The people who don't even know what we're doing. Yeah. When we were at the, um, uh, what was it? At the Open Cup game. I forgot his name, but there was like a, a teenager. He must have been like 14, 15. And he was like, oh, yeah. He's like, you don't know these guys? Like he was talking to somebody else. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Okay. It was weird. It's pretty dope. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. We've ruined your life. <laughs> Hopefully we're not ruining teenagers. You I know mean, what I mean? It's kind of what we do. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, I teach. I'm not doing my homework. <laughs> trying to be gully as hell. What do you mean you're calling my mother? All right, fine. I'll do the <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, uh, so thank you again for listening. Uh, you know, I, I want to say this cause I, I've been trying to get more people to follow. Uh, we always talk about soccer cooligans and stuff, but I have a social media, right? We also, and yours, we didn't even mention, talk, we didn't get to talk about this. You finally got verified on Twitter. Your boy got that blue check sign. Uh, not Alexis after, after years of being yeah. ignored, being disrespected <laughs> by Twitter. Finally, Twitter apologized. Finally. They, they came with their hat in their hands. <laughs> so, uh, so congratulations. Thank Alexis. you very much. I know it's a long overdue. And I'm back on HQ tonight. If you're listening on Wednesday, I'll be on tonight at eight o'clock. Okay. So the, finally HQ, uh, greased the palms yeah, at Twitter, made a couple phone calls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Suck a couple envelopes. <laughs> they Jack Wagner a little bit, you know, you know, and, uh, then bada boom, bada bing with that. <laughs> now he's verified. Next thing you know, not for nothing. <laughs> verified. <laughs> but, um, make sure, uh, follow me. I'm trying to get more followers on Instagram because I don't, I don't post about pizza. Yeah. So you're, you're not getting the pizza. I'm not getting pizza people, but follow, make sure you follow me uh, on Instagram and Twitter, uh, Christian underscore Polanco on Instagram and Chris Polanco on Twitter. So. This is the problem. You have two different. I, I, someone has it on Instagram. You got to change one of them to be what the other one is. It's frustrating. I don't want, I want to keep, I can't, well, I can't change the Twitter one because if you change your Twitter handle, you become unverified. You lose the verification. I, I can't have that. Can't have that. Then Can't. what? You become me? <laughs> oh, okay. your life falls apart. <laughs> Be the black sheep of the Cooligans podcast. Oh God! No, can't have that. I've been that for forever, <laughs> and I'll never not be that baby. <laughs> so. Uh, oh, and last thing, we, we did get a, we didn't get another. Thing. We got stickers. Oh yeah, we got these two dope stickers. The uh, Rooney is D, one of us. Uh, speaking of DC, we are going to be there. Uh, from Dan Rankin, thank you so much for the stickers. Uh, the West Virginia uh, Screaming Eagles, I think they are right, or at least the West Virginia just, uh, DC just United State fans. West Virginia. What is that? Popeye? Who is that on the? That is Popeye. As no, it, no. I think it's just a fan. What is this? Is, oh, okay. These are DC United fans. Yeah. Okay, okay. These are, but that's the West Virginia chapter of their it, fan base, which All is right. pretty dope. Dope. And the the two stick that they made for uh, the two pole. Yeah, that yeah. They made for Rooney. Rooney. Two one stick of us. was great uh, at the BT Awards. Oh this my year. god, <laughs> it was very very impressive. Him and two chains together, <laughs> but I never see it. <laughs> really, just a, a, a collab just long overdue. Why uh, wasn't Rooney at the BT Awards? <laughs> Whitest man possible. He's red. I think he's nervous. No, he was in the sun for twelve seconds. It's just walk. The bouncer's like, nah, fam. We can't. We can't allow this. I mean, we're gonna have to change the lighting or something. <laughs> so, thank you again for listening to the show. I know this was there was a lot uh, to take in, but make sure you come out uh, to the live events that we're doing and 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 show some support. We'd love to see you there. So, uh, with that, with all that said, uh, thank right. you again, uh, Meg Linehan, for being on the show. Uh, uh, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros, and together, what are we? The, the Cooligans. Cool